This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football, Welcome back. Uh, So we continue here. What an afternoon it has been. And let's get some more phone calls here as uh, we say hello. Orson. Hello, Orson. Oh, hey, man. Get out here at the top of the hour. How about that, Paul? Good to hear from you, man. Thank you very much. We sure miss you in Birmingham. Uh, I I guess you spent a lot of time talking to these weirdos because you just missed all the. Uh, I'm glad you. Thanks for saying that. I, I, I. I do miss Birmingham uh, greatly. Well, we miss you, Paul. You're always welcome back home. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to clear up a couple things. Uh, Number one, Swamp Dog, uh, using that name gets on my last damn nerve. There is a fantastic musician, the original dog, before any others, the one, the only, Swamp Dog. And he ain't dead yet. So, uh, you know, I, I have a weird nickname myself so i'm not you know casting a lot of stones but uh you know orson's dead swamp dog's alive and well uh you remember johnny paycheck oh absolutely take this job okay and don't, don't don't yeah man don't take her she's all i got don't take her she's all i got that's a good one biggest hit he had yeah yeah well that's uh i guess he wrote that i have no idea the Swamp Dog, the dog. Oh, the, the dog did. I didn't know that. Yeah, the real Swamp Dog. So so Swamp Dog from Waycross, Georgia. There is a real Swamp Dog from South Georgia. And you need to respect, man, because I don't, people don't go around calling themselves Snoop Dog, do they? No. Yeah, one guy does. He ain't, well, he ain't dead. Yeah. And you have to have a whole lot of balls to do that. So, all right, number two, uh, uh, Larry, um, I, I believe Larry arrested me when I was in college back in Montevallo. Uh, did uh, did yeah. a slightly uh, overweight, drunk officer pull you over? No, we were having a house party, a bunch of weirdos, and probably 19, 20 years old, and they came in there and drug us all out into the yard and pulled out our IDs, and I didn't want to show my papers. And I got a hard time and got arrested and wound up going before the man. I stood tall and uh, did, I think, community service where I was told to go pick up trash bags at downtown Montevallo. And I proceeded to walk a few blocks to the dumpster and fill up a couple of hefty bags full and head down and drink beer at the place where I got arrested in the first place. Well, it, if did the officer uh, mistreat you, uh, abuse you, uh, slap you around? And if not, it wasn't Larry. Yeah, it was typical late nineties, you know, yeah. reactionary white cop stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah. nothing bad. You know, I was a white boy, so they didn't they didn't really mess me up. But 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've, I've met Larry. It took me about 20 years to remember it, but I thought, God dang it, that's that son of a bitch that drug us out of. Okay. Uh, we, we enjoyed it. Uh, at some point, when you go over, when you curse, we we are. It, it's automatic. We, we don't have. It's not like a choice we have. We just we just lose you. Uh, Jerry is up next. Hey, I'd like to talk about Eli Gold. Okay, sure. I'm an Auburn fan, but I recognize how good he was. You know, you think about all the big calls and deuces loose that Alabama fans will associate good memories from, kind of like the Auburn fans do with Jim Fife. But I want to get back to him in a second. Ray Perkins. He may have been thin-skinned with a lot of things you said, but overall you'd say he was a tough guy, right? I mean, Ray was uh, was a really good coach uh, who succeeded Bear Bryant. I mean, that was an impossible situation. Well, he um, put him in a ring with Kalen Poor and tell him only one of them's coming out. I think we both agree that Ray Perkins would be the one. Yeah, Ray. Back Ray out. was a uh, you know he grew up in uh, in, in South Mississippi and uh, he only knew one way: confront. I, he only had the ghost of Bear Bryant hanging over his shoulder. He's, or I should say Nick Saban Jr. Nick Saban Sr. is still in mind, body, and spirit hanging over Caleb. Yeah, he, he literally uh, had, uh, Coach Bryant was only around for three weeks. And uh, it wasn't, and, I mean, nothing happened during those three weeks. So it, it's going to be different. and. And, and the idea, and Saban talked about this the other night, the fact that he'll be on television talking about Alabama, you could, you could see how awkward that is going to be just by the way Saban tried to address it. All right. Ray Perkins, I think, was built more for him than the kind of pressure that came along with something like yeah, that. No, I mean, Ray was not a bad choice because uh, he didn't, uh, you know, when he did something, that, when he undid 25 years of history, he changed the, the play-by-play announcer. He changed the, the sponsorships. He took down the t- tower, and he never apologized. He didn't really care what anyone thought. All right. You, you said something a second ago, which was getting around to. What did he do with the play-by-play announcer? Uh, he, uh, he fired him uh, before his first game. Now, Eli Gold, this icon from Alabama, is being cut loose. And I'm sure DeBoer had nothing to do with it. But this is... Uh, yeah, Jerry, uh, you, you I think I, I... I don't think DeBoer did have anything to do with it. Uh, I think this is something... Uh, and listen, uh, everybody knows my friendship with Eli Gold. Uh, but, but I think this is something that has been in the works for some time, and it just finally happened. The karma that came along with what happened with Ray Perkins doing that to another icon of... For Alabama fans, combined with DeBoer basically following the Brian Harson model of how to build the staff and how to start up a program, the locusts are coming, Paul. The crops are going to die. You know, I missed the first locust, uh, but I'm 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 ready for it. Uh, how do you deal with how do you deal with uh, the attack of the locusts, uh, Jerry? You starve to death. You, you do it the Joseph Stalin way. Okay. You go without. And these Bama fans that are whistling past the graveyard, they got to know what's coming in the back of their mind. They just don't want to face up to it. 
Jerry, thank you for sharing that uh, rather uh, depressing news, but I don't know. I mean, you really think it's going to be that bad? No. I mean, locusts? That's a plague, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the last time the locusts came, it didn't end well. Okay, we're going to try to uh, cheer everybody up and talk to Brian in Lubbock, Texas. Yes, sir. Mr. Feinbaum, how are you doing? We are doing great. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys. I'm a first-time caller. I've been listening to your show for quite some time, and I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to squeeze me in here. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. Now, I hope my question's a little more optimistic than the previous guy, but, uh, you know, out here in Lubbock, my alma mater is a shade of orange that's leaving, and I don't talk about openly out here because I'll get me tarred, feathered, and lynched pretty quickly. But, you know, I graduated from tech, and I just wanted to ask you your opinion and, and whether it's feasible that, you know, first and foremost, do you think the Big 12 will thrive any and survive through all of this, considering they're a smaller conference? You know, everybody's kind of nicknamed them the Little 16 now, but uh, first and foremost, do you think the Big 12 will be fairly fine? And with that being said, do you think any one of the teams in the Big 12 has a chance to maybe eventually make it to a playoff? Yeah, I, I think there's a reasonably uh, high probability the Big 12 champion will make the playoffs. And I think the Big 12 is in good shape because it, it's, it, has, it has vision. Uh, the commissioner, Brett Yormark, is a very forward-thinking individual. He understands the modern uh, co coalescing between sports and entertainment, which, in other words, television. And I think he's, I think he's done a very good job of, uh, of managing a, a terribly difficult situation, losing Oklahoma and Texas. In fact, I think he's probably done the best job of anyone out there. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We head to the break. We have a lot more to do on this Wednesday afternoon. We'll talk about uh, the new president. He's no longer that new, but uh, every time we talk, to him, talk about him, it seems like he's trying to do something new. We'll talk about that in a few minutes and more of your phone calls. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And welcome back. We'll talk more about the NCAA in a few minutes. A lot of CFP conversation tonight. Ryan is up next in Alabama. Hello, Ryan. Hey, Paul. It's been a little while. Thanks for taking my call. How are well, you thank doing? You. I am doing great. It's great to hear from you. Thank you so much. Hey, help me understand when a high school coach goes directly to a university that's a major player, maybe taking on a coordinator position or a head coach. Can you think of any examples that might have happened in the past that had good luck, like maybe Gus Malzahn? I don't know if he came from the high school or not directly. Oh, he did. Uh, Gus was the head coach at Springdale High School uh, in Arkansas. That's right. That's in Rogers. And he went to uh, Arkansas. It did not work out. And then he uh, he left. I can't remember where else he went. He went a couple of different places before he finally landed at Auburn, where it finally clicked. Well, the reason I ask, you know of a coach named Mark Freeman in Alabama, high school coach? Oh, sure. He's at uh, Thompson, isn't he? 
Yes, sir. He's uh, I think he's won championships at three different high schools, different divisions, like Bessemer Academy and one down south and Sarah Land or somewhere like that. And then, right. Yeah, you know, he took Tallulah and Thompson, and they've done well. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm well aware of uh, how great that program is. It's one of the premier programs in the state and has been for some time. Has he ever shown any desire to try to go college? I mean, y'all got any clue what's going on there? I don't. Uh, I, no, in, in all in all candor, I, I, I'm I'm not aware of what what has been going on. But we are, we are seeing a lot of things. Uh, I know uh, Rush Probst, who used to be at Hoover. I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, he uh, he was close to going to Alabama at one point, and then uh, everything went south. A couple of other coaches have done it, but it, it's not that it, it's it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. I mean, coaches have to come from somewhere. He's pretty creative. Creative sometimes gets reward, and that's why maybe DeBoer was chosen. You know, I don't know. I'm just thinking, and they're going young, trying to relate to the kids. You know, more well, yeah, football I mean, you, versus NIL. What you have to do uh, now, and and DeBoer is certainly. Uh, you know, putting an interesting collection of coaches by by getting uh, Kane Womack, uh, who was a head coach, really a successful head coach at South Alabama. He's putting a staff together that is heavily tilted toward recruiting, which you have to do. And he's uh, he's got a. I saw the list yesterday. He's got an associate head coach, a co. He's got more co and associates and assistants than I've ever seen. Looks like a college campus. With, a, with professors, you know, they all have these fancy titles so they can make more money. Ryan, thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. Daryl in Baton Rouge, he is on the Good air. Good afternoon, Paul. How you making out, buddy? Uh, we're doing great. Man, I'm about to get carried off by mosquitoes. I went to check the mail just now, and Baton Rouge, we just swarmed by mosquitoes. They're oh, really? coming out the grass. Wow. They're coming out the flower beds. They're all gathered up by your door. I mean, the whole town's about to get carried off, Paul. And they're right. What happened was we went through a drought last summer, and the mosquitoes laid their eggs. And I didn't know this, but the larva can be alive for a year. I had no idea. And then we started having a bunch of rain, and all those mosquitoes hatched. Hmm. And now we're paying the price, man. It's It's unbelievable. uh, I mean, how warm does it have to be to start getting mosquitoes? I, I don't know. They led through. I mean, we it, was, had a bad uh, it was like 28 degrees here this morning. I don't think we're going to see any mosquitoes. Are we, Randy? Yeah. No. Well, the bad freeze we had didn't kill them. They're still here. Well, that's too bad. And they can't spray because the temperature at night gets too cold for them to spray. Right. So we're mm-hmm. living with mosquitoes down here in Baton Rouge, but that ain't why I called. I okay. don't know I why. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that was the main reason, but I'm glad you did. I, I the one thing I like about mosquitoes, and I really don't like mosquitoes, but when, when, when there is a mosquito problem, that means it's warm. So we don't have, we're not in this, winter's over. Yeah. Look, I'm confused about the 5-7 playoffs. Okay. What can we help you with? Well, say you have an SEC champion with two losses. They're going to get in, right? Well, now remember, the, yeah, they'll get in. Uh, but you know, remember this. Conference, the five, the five highest-ranked conference champions. So the odds of the SEC would be in there is pretty overwhelming. Right. Now, you take somebody like, let's use Tulane as an example. Yeah. And they, they undefeated. They won their conference championship. They ranked number 18. They're going to get in? 
prob yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's likely. It's not automatic. I mean, if they, again, the SEC will get in. The Big Ten will get in. You know, the ACC, and I think there's a high probability that the Big 12. So then, who is it going to be next? Who will be the next highest-ranked yeah. conference champion? Will it be the, you know, the, the American? Uh, I would say that's the most likely. Um, isn't that where Tulane is? Yeah. That's why they have. So, I mean, I, I think that's the most likely. I, it's hard for me to believe that a Liberty or um, Coastal or one of those type of schools will have enough juice to get in. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing I was thinking about, suppose you, you rank number 10 and 12, say 10, 11, 12, that doesn't mean automatically that you're going to get in. No, absolutely Somebody, not. Yeah. So the rankings don't have anything to do with it. Well, they're important right? to a degree, but but you're right. Uh, after the five, it's it's a uh, it's then then it, then it does matter. Uh, then the, those rankings do matter a lot. Yeah. Hey, change. Well, hey, listen. Uh, you you be careful down there with those those skeeters. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask you something about Jim. Okay. I cannot believe, I was thinking about this yesterday. How long has Jim been calling you, 24 years? I'm, I'm guessing uh, about 23 years. That's my best guess. And you never have met the man. He's never no, come out uh, to meet we have, uh, not long after he started calling, we had a Christmas lunch that we uh, invited him to. Uh, he yeah. said no, and other times, I've been to Tuscaloosa, I don't know, thousands of times since, uh, I have talked to him privately on the phone, but I've never met him. Don't you think that's strange, Paul? Yeah, I mean, unless he's a, uh, a secret, uh, you know, agent for the CIA or Mossad or, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a little unusual, but. Yeah, well, you know what they say down here, huh, when somebody's like that? What, what, what do they say? You're crazy as a pet coon. <laughs> I have heard that. I have uh, During my one year in Louisiana, I did hear that phrase. Yeah, crazy as a pet coon, Paul. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to keep you no more, buddy. I know hey, always good did. to hear from you. Thanks so much. You be, you be well. Breezy, good name, is in, uh, where is uh, Breezy's in Kentucky. Hey, Paul. Breezy. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. My first call. Um, the, the guy that was just on about the mosquitoes, um, I actually have a pond in my backyard. We put some uh, mosquito dunks in there. They're called mos mosquito dunks. They look like donuts. You throw them in there, it's supposed to kill the larvae. So that's where they breed. They breed in water. So I would suggest some uh, dunks for him. That's not what I called. Just like that's not what he called. Um, I also want to talk about the splits between regular season performance versus tournament performance in NCAA basketball. Um, I'm, I'm a big UT fan. Um, I live in Lexington, Kentucky. So, you know, after growing up during the 80s um, in this lunacy, uh, Big Blue Nation, um, I'm very thankful that we finally established a solid basketball program over the last couple of decades. Um, yet we've only done. Yet we've only the best we've done is in Elite Eight. Right. Uh, not one. Not one single full. Not one single Final Four. Um, and here we have Rick Barnes. 
I don't know if it's serendipity or some vanity, but either way, I do respect him a lot. Um, out of 27 tournament appearances, he's been in one Final Four. And uh, I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, bad yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, Rick went to the Final Four uh, with, uh, I think it was Kevin Durant uh, in Texas. Uh, I think so, yeah. Texas. Oh, actually, it was not. It was not Kevin Durant. He, I think, he came either earlier or later. But uh, he did go to the Final Four. Uh, two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah, two thousand three. Had a great team. Did Durant come after that or before that? It doesn't matter. Yeah, Durant was a couple years later. Yeah. Uh, that, that I've said that a couple of times, and I'm I'm glad I uh, was corrected. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal coach. Um, he's I agree. lost. Uh, you know, he's he's been in the Sweet Sixteen a million times in his prior jobs, and and now, and I thought. Uh, Maybe it was either 18 or 19, the year with Grant Williams. Uh, they were the number one seed in the regional. I thought that was the most disappointing. Last year was probably next. It's easy to blame a coach, uh, but ultimately there's so many factors that go into uh, to March. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it very much. Uh, by the way, uh, Thamel's reporting uh, that at the uh, Dallas CFP, CFP meeting today, the idea of a 14-team playoff was discussed uh, beginning in 2026. Nothing happened on that. I'm not really sure what that, what the necessity of that is, but I guess it just feeds a few more people. Well, we'll take a break and talk about the new uh, man at the NCAA. Dan Murphy interviewed him yesterday. We'll have you the results of that conversation in a moment. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Played a few minutes of uh, Dan Murphy's uh, interview with Charlie Baker. It's very unusual that uh, Baker would sit down with anyone, for that matter, let alone a reporter, to discuss things. Dan joining us right now. Dan, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. First of all, how, how does something like this come about? 
to agree to it, but I think we asked enough times and, um, you know, Baker has been, uh, you know, throughout his political career, right? He's obviously a former governor of Massachusetts. He's used reporters in the past to, to sit down and talk when he's ready to talk about things. So um, it took a bit of persistence, but we got him to sit down in the chair for a full hour long interview and looking forward to releasing the, the whole 60 minutes of it sometime soon here. So just from a, a reporter standpoint, being uh, with him, uh, what was your overall takeaway? Uh, the takeaway is, you know, a lot of like what we've heard other leaders around college sports say is that he's a, a persuasive and likable guy. I think we hit on a whole lot of different topics. I was uh, interested to hear what he had to say about the transfer portal, you know, about expanding the NCAA tournament. And then, of course, the big issue that we spent most of our time on is what's the future look like in terms of athletes being employees of schools or getting paid by their schools. And, um, you know, he, he danced around some answers, but he, he did provide a lot of interesting information on how he sees some of these pieces fitting together in the future. Uh, in the clip we just played, uh, Congress came up, and, and that has certainly been uh, one of the uh, drums he has been banging. Uh, I find it interesting, and in, in having heard him uh, personally before, he, uh, he put a lot of the blame on the NCAA, which sounds funny coming from the NCAA president, but what did he tell you? Yeah, with Congress, he basically said, you know, the most interesting piece that, of that conversation was he said there's no plan B, really. There's no route forward without Congress's help in some way. And, you know, we're heading into an election year, Paul. There's a decent chance that the Congress isn't going to act in this in this session and that we're going to get to a new president and a new election before there's any time to talk about the NCAA. And he said even in that case, if some of these big lawsuits that are threats that could turn athletes into employees or reshape the way the NCAA looks, um, if, if that comes to pass before Congress passes a law, they're still going to be knocking on that door on Capitol Hill asking for some help, either rolling things back or creating a little bit more stability and sustainability in the system. Um, you know, it was interesting to hear him talk about that long time frame, long, long lens view of it, because in the past it's always been we got to get that, something done in the next couple of months. And I thought it was interesting to hear that, that even he has shifted his thought process on how long it might take to get some type of answers from the federal government. So, so Dan, considering how many critical issues are, are happening right now or will be happening in court, what can he do about that uh, other than uh, hope? <laughs> hope is the main one. He's introduced, you know, I think a lot, a lot of this are, levers that are all moving at the same time and trying to convince more folks in Congress to act. Uh, one way to do that would be to, sh to show some proactive movement on their own part in getting uh, all of the parties involved in the NCAA to make some changes themselves. So he put forth a proposal a couple months ago with some suggestions on, uh, you know, letting schools really get much more directly involved in paying their players through NIL deals, maybe creating a, a new subdivision that acknowledges the reality of how much different the money is and, and the you know motivations are for maybe the top 50, the top 5%, he likes to call it, colleges in the NCAA, uh, you know, the folks that we spend most of our time talking about and thinking about. So, you know, he's put those things in motion. He still needs to gain a lot of uh, cooperation from the most powerful conference commissioners and schools across college sports to make any of that happen. Um, and I think that's probably uh, as much of a challenge, is, you know, getting everybody in the NCAA on the same page as it is getting Congress to do something for him at this point. And on that front, of course, it's been a couple of weeks since the uh, Big Ten uh, SEC announcement, but 
does, how does that complicate what he's trying to do? Because it, it just seems from a distance or really from any view that he has a diminished role in certainly college football. I don't know if it was a direct response to the proposal that Baker put out in December, but I think it's very, you know, that announcement to me, when I was looking at it, read like Tony Petiti and Greg Sankey saying, listen, if someone's going to chart a course forward for us, that looks like a, a slightly different subdivision, or we're going to split off on our own, we're going to make our terms on that. And we're going to figure that out together. Um, and I'm, I'm sure they want Charlie Baker's input. I know that the late, I talked to Charlie a little bit about this. They all got together in Washington, D.C. earlier this month, and he heard some of the concerns that those big power conferences have with the plan he laid out. And I think they're all hoping to, to reach common ground eventually. But um, right now, I don't think, you know, the big question was, is this a signal that the Big Ten and the SEC are pulling away? And everybody I talk to in college sports says, no, we're, we're not at that point yet. Um, Baker himself said he doesn't think that it needs to get there. He thinks there's enough common purpose, uh, you know, from from the Big Ten all the way down to you know SEC all the way down to some D3 schools out there. There's enough common purpose through education where he still wants to keep everybody under the same tent if they can if they can figure out a way to do that. Dan, in relation to some of the bigger issues uh, going on right now, uh, a lot of murmuring about enforcement. We heard from. The Tennessee president recently—they've uh, gone to court. Uh, is there anything, or is there anything he can do, or, or or did he address that? I know that's a sticky subject. We got into you know the main um, thing at the main point of debate in a lot of these NIL cases, and, and particularly in that Tennessee one, is are people using NIL deals as inducements? And the NCAA, of course, doesn't want that to happen. They want athletes to pick their schools based on the academic opportunities or even the athletic opportunities and, and not money. Um, but, you know, I, I asked him, I said, look, that's not reality. That's not the way this is working here. Um, and, and he said, yeah, you know, we, we can kind of acknowledge that, but we want to, you know, we're not, we're not willing to move off the fact that we want athletes to pick their schools first before money gets involved in the conversation. Um, you know, and at, at the end of the day, that, that might not be up to them we, any, any minute now, right? Uh, we could hear from this judge in Tennessee that could you know, basically put one of the main rules the NCAA has in terms of not using NIL deals as a recruitment piece um, on, on ice for now. And I, I think he's aware of that, and he was uh, bouncing around that subject a little bit. Uh, that was probably the, the most animated he was during our conversation, was talking about those topics because he doesn't want to lay any groundwork that might be used against them in a court of law. But, you know, it was interesting to hear him uh, basically talk about, you know, some of the transfer portal complaints and say, yeah, I'm not too worried about that coaches, tough luck, but on the inducement ones, he took a much different tact where he was uh, more willing to toe the company line that we hear frequently that they don't want um, NIL deals to start being used as inducements. You did seem pretty stuck on that word student athlete. They, they always are. Yeah, <laughs> they always are. They like, they like to use that one. Well, it's so appropriate in today's college world. Uh, Dan, thank you. Always great to hear from you. Dan, Dan Murphy, great, fantastic uh, job on interviewing Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA. We'll take a short break. Your phone calls are right around the corner. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We'll talk to Brian Kelly. First time since uh, the season ended, the LSU coach expected to have a big year, make a run at the playoffs. As we uh, continue here with more of your phone calls, Johnny B is up next. Hey, Paul. JB, uh, what's first up? Off, I <laughs> well, my fingers are so sore. I've been trying to dial for an hour, but my fist hurt. Um, I want to thank you for, you know, what you did for Hayden today, because I, that was out of the ordinary for you. You normally are really good with the journalists, and I think it was just a, it was just a bad kink in the armor. But, uh, you're, you know, you're a dog lover, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we've always had dogs. Why in the world would you send your lap dog out to fight a pit bull like you did yesterday? I, I you know, you, you, here come this little yapping puppy at me, and I had to just maul it. You know, that's all I, all I could do, but I didn't kill him. He cried and called back from Druid City Hospital while he was getting his jaws wired. The reason he ain't called today, and then he had his butt in his hand. They had to sew it back on, but... I, yeah, I mean, I, I would, uh, Johnny B., the, the, uh, the peanut gallery... Oh, apparently we just heard from him. Uh, uh, hold, <laughs> ho- ho- hold, hold on. Uh, I hold on, hold on, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, I hate to interrupt. We got breaking news here. 
Um, Jim from Tuscaloosa has quit the show again. Uh, Randy, is that correct? So, uh, and uh, I know it's not, I know it's not something you really want, but apparently you were, you were the one who ran him off, JB. Well, you know, here's the deal. He sucks as a caller. He, he sucks at quitting. He'll be back and he'll be talking about, you know, how great he is and everything. And you, you know, he'll get to call 19 times like he did yesterday. And, you know, he's rude to Hayden. And, you know, I just took up the guy. But I do have one serious question. And, all right, they've come up with a 5-7 format. Right. Correct? That is correct, yes. And it says, it says the five highest-ranked conference champions. Okay, out of the Power Five, you got the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the SEC. Does that mean that – I was assuming that that meant the, those five were – No, no, no. It, it, that does not it, – uh, Originally, they were automatic, down, but no. Uh, that means that you have to earn your way in. Uh, the, what that means is exactly what it says, the five highest-ranked – Conference champions. So it could be a mid mid major or whoever. If they're oh yeah, I mean, if uh, if the MAC happened to have a team ranked number one in the country, they would get in. Okay, that I, the way it was worded, I assumed not happening, but that that's possible. Well, it, you know, my thoughts is like I put on the screen there earlier. I think it's a participation trophy, and after two years. They're going to wind up with some crappy games in that first two yeah. rounds, and they'll see it, and then they'll have a way to say, okay, we're going to go with the, the highest-ranked teams, and that's going to be who it is because this is just somebody trying to be friendly and everybody hold hands and sing kumbaya. But, you know, Sankey, Petiti, they don't want that. ESPN don't want that. They want the best football out there. Yeah, that, no, thanks for clearing that up. But what you have to do – and thanks, Sean B. You ha what you have to do to get – we're talking about for the first next two years – since there was already a, a plan in place, there has to be unanimous consent. So you need to get everybody, you, you get everybody. Uh, you make everybody what are you talking about now, Simon Bob? About well, unanimous I was told, consent. I was told, well, you, you, you quit. Wait a minute, I'm asking you a question. Can you answer one question? What were you talking to this idiot about, about unanimous consent? What's that about? That's about the CFP. Okay, well, let me tell you something. You ran me off. No, no, no fool old redneck ran me off. He didn't beat me down. None of these fools can beat me down, and you know that. But you're going to lose me, I guarantee you this time. I'm not fooling with your stinking show anymore. Jeff said the same thing. He don't want any part of you. Neither does Tim Brando. That's all... Oh, that's noted in, 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 in all these things we're talking about. Been noted, verified, documented. That's a fact. Same goes for I man said he wasn't going to be any part of this stinking college conscience that's a piece of crap. Your show is stinking, and you are the one that's running, our, running everybody off. That's bottom line. And by the way, that's why I didn't call your damn, come to your damn party 20 years ago, because I didn't want to see you. That's bottom line fact. Bye. <laughs> Okay, we, uh, we are now confirming, uh, the Feinbaum Show is confirming what we reported earlier. <laughs> Jim uh, has quit the show again. He has set the record for most times to quit the show. So, uh, I, I don't, uh, he said Jeff and Columbus quit and Tim Brando quit. What did you, what'd your parents always tell you when you're young? Quitters. 
never win and winners never quit. Oh, Handsome Joe is the first caller after that breaking news. Happy days are here again. The skies above are clear again. Jim is gone again. Yep, roll tie, roll ball time, Bobby. You know what? Nobody cares if Jim quits or not. I mean, I'm, I'm glad jo- Johnny beat that beat down he put on Jim yesterday. Jim just happened to take a few you days know, off the beat down. You know, I, I, I don't mind Jim quitting. Uh, what, I, what, what, what upsets me, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, is I, I hate to see a guy, I hate to see a champion go leave like that. Because, I mean, Johnny, uh, I mean, it, it was truly an epic beat down. And that's not how I saw Jim leaving the show. Did you? That's right. You know, Alabama's had off here. You didn't say us take her ball and go home. Get mad and quit. I mean, that's just ridiculous, Paul. But one thing I want to get this in quick about the playoffs. Now, last year, our, our top five ranked teams after the championship game, we had the Big Ten, Pac-12, Big right. Twi- I mean, Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC. I mean, it all lined up perfect anyway. So, I mean, it's we might be worried about nothing. So, you know, it it worked out just fine this past year. Now, if it does this year, you know, it's to be seen. Yeah. It's just wait to be seen. I agree. Uh, well, I apologize for not being as reactive. I'm, I'm a little bit in shock here, uh, Joe. Can you? Well, I hope Jim has a good evening with his preparation H. That's all I can say to it. But you know what? It's five o'clock somewhere. So, so hey, it's well, five o'clock. It's, 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 about, it's about to be five o'clock where you are. That's right. It's almost five o'clock in Red Bay. It's six minutes to five o'clock in Red Bay. So I'm drinking coffee for the next six minutes. Well, and then well, you know, we'll where, see where, where it goes this show tonight. emanates from, it's already five o'clock. It's already we're we're 54 minutes past five o'clock. Okay, more on the top story of the day. Jim quitting the show again. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. For listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.